This, this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Brummer and Ryan Hickey. This joyful episode of the Blue Horseshoe podcast does continue here. We talked about some of the special teams concerns and some legitimate concerns heading into week number one now coming off of the Rigoberto Sanchez injury. So let's go from bad to worse, George. Let's go back to a date no Colts fan will ever forget and no Colts fan will ever feel good about talking about, and that is August 24th. 2019, Andrew Luck hangs it up. One of the most bizarre, surreal days of my life. But this is me talking, you know, halfway across the country, sitting here in New York City when I found out the news. You were feet away in the press box in Lucas Oil Stadium when all this was going down. So just from the chaos when the first tweet from Adam Schefter was sent to really uh, two or three days later when the news actually sunk in, what was that feel like in the stadium? What the hell was going on in the press box? chaos i mean it was absolute chaos everyone was kind of running down you know there's one area in in i think every press box where the team uh, pr people are and everybody was running down there you know hey what's going on is there any truth to this because it was so strange you're looking at andrew luck on the sideline you know as that's going on he's standing down there with the team he had a t-shirt on he's watching the game i think chad kelly was tearing it up against the bears in the third quarter it's a boring preseason game you're just kind of waiting for it to end and that tweet comes across and all of a sudden it becomes uh, the Super Bowl up there I mean it, it was insane you're rushing around everywhere and then at some point I can't even remember when it was I think it was into the fourth quarter they announced that there was going to be a press conference with Andrew after the game and at that point if you had any doubt left you knew what was coming and I'll never forget being down there because it was like a funeral I mean he, he let off, and everyone remembers the tears. His uh, his wife was over there. I think it was still his fiance at that time. They might have been married. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, she was down there. But otherwise, his family was going to fly in because the plan had been to do it the next day. They hadn't arrived yet. Uh, so he's kind of off the cuff a little bit, and you could tell he was very emotional. And then they followed that up with Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard and Frank Reich. And I just remember all three of them, you know, their faces – felt like every fan at that point. And I remember thinking myself, you know, walking back up to the press box after those, those interviews, I, the franchise probably been set back 10 years. I mean, that's what I was thinking that night. Like, how do you replace this guy? It's funny because when the punter situation happened this week, you know, a lot of people were, were frantic and, you know, what are the Colts going to do? And we talked a lot in the first segment about how important that loss was. But my first thought on the 24th was, Hey, three years ago was a lot worse and you replace this punter uh, and you'll find a way they had to replace the starting quarterback and not just the starting quarterback, the face of the franchise, the number one overall pick, uh, the guy who was supposed to lead him to the fr- promised land. He had just come back, uh, had a great season, gone to the Pro Bowl. I, I remember Jim Irsay saying he played in the Pro Bowl like 17 times in, in that, like he couldn't believe it. You know, he was trying to, if he said it often enough, it, it would make the news different. Uh, you still feel that you still feel it. I mean, this quarterback carousel is a direct result of it. We know Matt Ryan's here to pause it for a while, but he's not a long-term answer. He's not the guy that's going to, you know, lock down that position for the next decade. It still to this day, there's ramifications from that. Uh, I think it's one of the biggest what ifs in, in probably professional sports history. You look at this roster, the last few years, what they were, you know, with a different quarterback every year, and you could only imagine if this offense had been growing with Frank Reich and Andrew Luck under center, 
you know, where would this Colts team be? It's that what if thought is is in every Colts fan's head, including mine, uh, every single day. You know, especially when what they did in 2018, they think the future's bright, and this is a legitimate Super Bowl contender going to 2019. That news. I'm just curious behind the scenes, right? Because you know, obviously, you know, whether it's Twitter, whether it's you know your your columns and articles you write, we see like you know the aftermath in the moment when you first get the news. Like, is it just scrambling to find anyone that will confirm it? Is it just you know, obviously the game is clearly just at this point irrelevant. Like, what was you mentioned the franticness in the press box? Like, what is the process once you find out? Like, how do you go about either confirming it or trying to you know find a different angle? Like, what was that like? Yeah, no, you're checking, trying to check every source you can to find out, you know, is anyone going to confirm this? And then once you kind of realize, okay, it's set, you start trying to think about, well, what what's out there? That was the first thought was, is there a short list? You know, who are they looking to? Um, obviously, that quickly became Jacoby Brissett within the next couple of days. It was pretty obvious. I think they even said that night. I want to say Frank Reich said that night, Jacoby's going to be the starter. He's our guy now. Uh, and so there was a lot of like deep dives on Jacoby for the next few days and, and just trying to figure out, uh, you know, how does the offense change? What does it mean? I mean, I, I wonder how many guys' lives changed as a result of that. The one that comes to mind is Eric Ebron. You know, we know the way his career ended here in Indy, but he had 13 touchdowns the year before with Andrew Luck. Mm -hmm. He's going into a free agent year. He ends up playing a season with Jacoby, who was his best friend on the team. So I don't think there was like an issue there. I mean, uh, Ebron's kid and, and Jacoby were together every day after training camp. You'd see them on the field. Like they were that close, of, uh, you know, as, as two guys, but the season obviously didn't play out the same way it would have with Andrew. He ends up leaving, uh, it, you know, the ankle injury is its whole other saga from that year. Uh, but he leaves on bad terms. And you just wonder if Andrew Luck plays the 2019 season, is Eric Ebron still in Indianapolis? Goal? I don't know. It's, it's another, there's so many branches to this. So many things that, uh, you know, what else is affected by it? It's really, even now, it's surreal. It was surreal that night, but even three years later, it still feels like something that happened in the 1970s. It, it, it's unbelievable. It, it is hard to really believe and wrap your head on, like you said, like it happened only three years ago. Like it's like, wow, that, that, that feel, it does feel like at least a decade ago when all this went down just because it was so much chaos. I'll never forget I was at home eating pizza, watching. I was so fired up. Week zero was the college football season kicked off. It was Miami and Florida, so a big game. I'm a huge college football fan. I was fired up. Like I said, you're seeing, you know, still watching the Colts game. You see Andrew Luck on the sideline. So never forget, like I was on Twitter. I see a tweet, Andrew Luck is retiring. I'm like, oh, classic Twitter. That's just a troll, like, good one. Okay, I closed out of it. Never forget, like, two minutes later, going to the kitchen. My sister's there. I was like, do you see, like, the news? Andrew Luck retired. I will never forget. I stopped. I pointed. I laughed in her face. I'm like, idiots. They all got fooled like a fake Adam Sheft in, not Adam Schefter account that Andrew's retiring. He's on the sideline. He's there. He's, he's fine. I will never forget it for like a minute. I swear the world stood still. All of a sudden, my phone went from like nothing to I thought it was going to like explode with tweets, with messages. All my friends know I'm a huge Colts fan. Some were supportive. A lot of, as you can imagine, were, were taking joy in the pain that was coming on. And I think the rest of the night, I think I repeated phrases from, I can't believe it, to like, did this really happen? I don't think I said anything else. Even watching the press conference, which again was just almost like as close to watching a, your own funeral, if that makes any sense, like as you could. 
because you're to your point, you know, right then and there, even though Chris Ballard has built this roster up. And again, the Colts were Super Bowl contenders going into that year. They were Super Bowl contenders in a large part because of the quarterback. And now it's like you see the future ripped out from under you, not because of injury, not because of something we saw or old age, just when it came down to it, a calf injury that we've heard about, but never truly, you know, was said to be anything serious. And it's like you're just seeing him walk off the field. Uh, I'm sure you heard the boos. I thought that was just disgusting. Uh, I know you're in the moment, but that is just still inexcusable, even with, you know, what the emotions felt. You have no excuse to boo Andrew Luck. That was still, I mean, by far clear, the, the most shocked and surreal day I've ever experienced in my life. It was chaos. It was I, a couple of weird things from that day, too. So I almost wasn't at the game. Um, we were on our way down at that time. My wife was, was shooting the photos for us. She still worked at the paper back then. Okay. Uh, and she was our photographer on game days and we never had any trouble getting into town. Like it was most of the time it was just fine. For whatever reason, I think there was some kind of accident, something we were on the North side of Indy and it was incredibly backed up. And I'm like, we're going to be cutting it close now. Like this, I, is it even worth it? It's a preseason game. Do you even need to be there? Like what's going to happen? What are you going to miss? And so that, like, I always think, what if I turned around? What if I had taken the exit there and, and, and turned oh, around? Uh, talk about like the biggest mistake of, of your career. And eventually I was like, well, you never know what's going to happen. Let's just fight through it. But then during the game, you know, my wife's on the sidelines. She's not that far away from Andrew while this is going on. But some, I think, Actually, I think Rigoberto Sanchez was one of them. Some of the specialists were coming over to her and asking, is this real? Do you know? Because the fans are yelling at them from the you know, fans that are down there in the, in the first couple of rows are yelling at the players. Hey, Andrew's retiring. You know, what's going on? And they're coming over to whoever they can find with a media badge on the sideline and saying, is this true? You know, is this real? Stuff like that to me is just it's something that if it happened in, in like draft day or something, you would just laugh at it like this. This is not reality. There's this would never happen in real life. It happened. Uh, and and I know everybody has that kind of crazy story where you were or, you know, what's going on. Uh, but, you know, I still to this day, it boggles my mind. There were players asking her on the sideline, the photographer, you know, hey, is this true when Andrew's just a few feet from them? But that's everyone was just in 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 such shock. Uh, you're just looking for someone to tell you no. I think that's what you know. They didn't <laughs> want to ask Andrew because the answer might be yes. That I could not imagine. Like uh, we were talking about both of our shocks, and that's as as media and, and fans sitting, you know, still from a, a pretty far distance. I could not imagine being a player in the side, like you said, Andrew. Look, you you can literally go over there and touch him on the sideline. And everyone is saying he's retiring and he's just the ironic part and funny part. He was still staying there. Like everything was all good, smiling, laughing at times. It really wasn't until unfortunately the, the end of the game, he's walking off when you heard the, you know, cascade of booze when it kind of truly saw his mood change, but it was unreal. And even before the game, I believe reports were, didn't he have like an insanely tough and hard workout before the game started as a preseason to kind of get some work in. And, and so it, you wouldn't never, you would never have thought in, Never have thought, I should say, this was a guy that was about to hang it up in, in three hours. Yeah, it was the week before, but it was the same. Okay, they played My they apologies. played the Browns the week before, but it was that the same was idea. And he was out there, and and I remember everybody thinking, well, there's no concern. Look at him move out there; he looks fine. It was a big story, and I remember somebody talking to him about it 
uh, I think during that press conference, you know, hey, wait a minute, weren't you just out there last week? And he said, yeah, but I even knew then, you know, in my mind, I knew then that I was probably hanging it up. And that was in his mind, kind of the last hurrah. Like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to run this drill and it's going to be like my last moment as a Colt. So uh, it's one of the reasons why, you know, there were people the other day on, on Twitter asking me, hey, is it a good sign that Quiddy Pays just on the sideline when he went down? Uh, ended up not being a serious injury, but at the time, nobody knew he was grabbing his knee, and you're obviously very fearful of of what could be coming. And, and people were asking me, you know, hey, is, is this a good sign? Is it okay? And I said, if I learned anything over the years, what we see means nothing. You know, I and that's exhibit A to me. Andrew Luck's running around. It looks for all the world like he's ready to go. Like, yeah, he's going to miss the preseason, but he's going to start week one. There's nothing to worry about. And you know, seven days later, I'm not even sure it was seven. It might've been less. Uh, he's, he's hanging it up. He's calling it a career. You never know. You know, and I, to me, the two things that remind me every day, you know, to take nothing for granted in this, in, on this job and to, to look into every story and to make sure that you've covered all your bases, the Andrew Luck retirement and the day the Colts released Pey Peyton Manning. I mean, they're two things that you never thought you'd see. I don't have it anymore, but I used to have that press release still on my desk. Just to remind me, don't, you know, never assume anything. Right. And to, you know, why not throw, you know, punters in there. They've been a the theme of the show. Even Pat, I would never forget Pat McAfee's retirement mm -hmm. going from hanging up to right to a media career in the midst and the prime of his career. That's another one where you think punters, they're physically, they're fine. They can punt for, you know, forever into their 40s. That's another one where it's, it's not good to lead the league in some categories and the Colts leading the league in shocking retirements and releases. Not exactly where you want to be, George. That's for sure. You got to give McAfee credit though. I mean, he made the right call. I think he's got like $35 million now. So, uh, yeah, at the time I was like, he's kind of crazy. He's leaving to, to do barstool sports. I mean, that's the other part of that. Not just that he's retiring. He's retiring to go to barstool sports and like, what's going on. But you know, now he's kind of a, media mogul and a pro wrestling personality uh he made the right call i gotta give him that <laughs> that he did that he did all right so we are almost done with training camp well training camp is officially ended we still have one more preseason game to go colts bucks lucas oil stadium saturday night a little prime time saturday night action the starters are going to play for we'll say about a half so we got a lot of things myself and George are watching. We'll get into that when the Blue Horseshoe Podcast does return.